How are we doing guys? It's Fit of Food Radio episode 113 and it's me, Kerry Marsden. And that's Wanky New Microphone. It sounds like you're saying it's me, Kerry Marsden, and I'm supposed to go and me, Matt Whitmore. Well no, there's there's a big enough gap there for people to I think you should say comma. I could have a thrown an hand it's in me. there. Keris. Me, <laughs> me and Keris and me, that's when microphone. Keris. That's what I do when I'm doing um because do you ever use the the voice Shush <laughs> Charming <laughs> You're like We're on the fourth attempt at recording this podcast now. Keris, can we just get cracking? And because you keep talking too much. <laughs> I'm in a talkative mood today. I know you are. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm not even going to ask you any questions about your day because that will definitely lead into oh, a 15-minute no. story. I've got so many stories to tell you. <laughs> you would not believe what's happened to me today. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a client like that. You always... You, you never had a... You know, if you're like, how are you? How was your day? Oh, yeah, good, thanks. Yours? You know, it was never that. It was like, oh, you know, hello, mate, how are you? It was always a... <sighs> Oh, really? And it was like, oh, here we go. What <laughs> drama has unfolded today for you, sir? <laughs> we used to have a friend uh, as kids who was just like you, actually, who used to tell stories with so many irrelevant details in that when he'd start talking, everyone would start humming the theme of Never Ending Story, the film. Oh, really? Over, never Ending Story. And we'd all start, then everyone would tap in, and he, it took him ages to realise, and then he'd be like, get lost. <laughs> it was just like... <laughs> is that, that we going to start doing with me? Yeah. That, well, anyway, that, or, or use our hashtag for the season, which is pipe down. Pipe down. Pipe down. Hashtag pipe down. Hashtag pipe down. Hashtag have you heard yourself? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting... Hashtag's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Actually, should I just explain our hashtag is pipe down because we've just said that this season, me and you have had a few business challenges, let's put it that way. We've had a, a bit of a kind of stressful season. One of the members of our team, the amazing Lynn, Basically had a had a little baby, didn't she? A little bit early, twenty four weeks, <laughs> and yeah, just just a tad early. <laughs> little bit early. And they're doing well. Mum and baby are doing well, but it's meant that me and you have had to kind of step in and 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 like learn a lot about a business that we didn't couldn't do before. So it's been stressful in different ways. We've kind of like got a tolerance level now where if anyone whinges, moans, or annoys us, we're literally like pipe down, pipe and that's down. it. That's our answer to anyone that's. <laughs> <laughs> It's a not, bit more. Not, it's a bit more polite than shut it, yeah. <laughs> which is like. Is it? Is it? Well, I don't pipe know. down. Pipe down. <laughs> well, I can understand now as well when I teach. Sometimes there's something about you can be in a certain mood where you literally just want to say that, but you're obviously not allowed to say that at any point. I suppose I could imagine. Shut I, it. I, I, could, I could imagine a teacher saying that to school kids, though. Yeah, like, yeah. Pipe down. Yeah. You know. I understand how annoying I was now when I used to talk a lot in class. When it's just like you're trying to, you know, mm. you give up, you give up so much for this, for this role you feel so passionately about. <laughs> Someone's just like, I bet you were like that at school. Blah, 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 blah. Talker. I was a talker. Yeah, yeah. I've always been a talker. Um, <laughs> there was this one time. Uh, <laughs> no, like, but it's very studious, but he talks too much. It's funny though, isn't it? Because you you think that you'd grow out of such things, but. There never is a story. You're lucky I don't know the song. I wouldn't even pick up on the hint. That was a bit rude. I'm halfway through. (laughs) But I know from like you know when you know whenever we've taught like group exercise classes. Oh yeah, you go mad if people people like yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I used to think, gosh, like. 
this is room for adults. It's yeah. not even kids. Like, you know, come on now. You used to spend ages saying, this is what we're going to do on this session. And everyone would talk all the way through it. And then you'd go, right, let's go. And someone would go, what are we doing again? And, I'd like, and I could just look, look at your face and you'd be like, well, I just, oh. Yeah, but I, never, would, I used to just say, you'll figure it out. I'm not explaining it again. Like, you snooze, you lose. Yeah. Well, you've just completely distracted distracted me sorry okay what we're doing today we are going to talk about uh we're doing another episode of day in the life of health but this time you're going to interview you. me i yeah. interview you awesome actually before we start Can't one wait. thing i've got to say because it's nearly christmas hey. <laughs> if you're listening and want to get involved we run a every year since we launched our business actually we used to run this in a gym as well as a workout we used mm-hmm. to do it in one session which was horrific uh, now we spread it out over 12 days it's a workout that you do called 12 days of christmas the fit of 12 days of christmas fit of 12 days of christmas and basically we give you a challenge the first day is always something let's just say i was gonna say long the first day is something long because it means you're gonna have to do it again and again and again across 12 days of christmas but yeah. it's not it's not mean is it really it's not no, like no. it's it, not it, like a grueling no. workout it's the longest of the 12 but it's something i you know we always try and make it something that is definitely a bit of a challenge but equally achievable yeah you could fit it into your day yeah. and then the idea being the workout builds so second day of christmas you have to do a new thing and then you also have to do what we said on the first day of christmas all the way up to christmas third eve day, second day, fourth yeah. day da, 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 all the way up till christmas eve and you do 12th day and then all the way through down to the first day of christmas do you you just made that up what oh no it? sorry I, I thought you meant as in you go all the way so the twelfth, eleventh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And then you could do it on Christmas Day again and Boxing Day and Yeah, but but they won't. No. Actually some people do. Yeah, tell a lie. Yeah, some do. people were unless they were lying. No, it's, it's but not, I believe them. It's not a bad thing to do. It's it's like it's all a mix of like mobility, no, strength, body weight, some core. So it's not like it's Well that's a good thing, I think, you know, not want to blow my own trumpet. <laughs> um but uh, <laughs> we always try to make the twelve days of Christmas more than it's not just some kind of crazy like minute of burpees, twenty yeah, box jumps no, like well, you know like we, we there is an element of intensity for sure and there is an element of challenge but first things first we make it completely body weight with the idea that anyone can do it anywhere well we did no it all equipment at, we filmed needed. it all at home so that's a yeah, yeah, shows you can do it exactly all at home. and we also try to combine different disciplines if you will so there's you know something that is more kind of intensity based that's going to get the heart rate up there's other things that are a bit more slower and controlled and it's really going to create tension we do some mobility stuff as well, just to get you moving in some different ways. Other bits are just a little bit more focused on abs, core, blah, blah, blah. But the idea is it's a full body pro- approach. Bit of this, bit of that. Nice mixture, nice little bit of variety. So when you come to that 12th day and you do the full run through, yeah. you know and about if it. If you uh, join our mailing list, we're also sending out a Christmas ebook with some recipes and tips and stuff because just to kind of say like, there's quite a lot of things that you can do in December that yeah. just set you up for the new year like December's no different for us is it really in terms of I make a few extra chocolates and for about four days we definitely eat too much as in Christmas Eve Christmas Day Boxing Speak Day yourself <laughs> a lot of leftovers thank you very much uh, but yeah we, we <laughs> whatever <laughs> so yeah so we just want to encourage everybody with our kind of uh, fit of Grimbo to just carry on with a bit of consistency so that January isn't so much hard work because I've come across people <clears> even <throat> now in consultations and even just general chat in coffee shops when you kind of say what you do, which I'm going to stop doing now. I'm going to start saying I'm a hairdresser. 
Um, <laughs> being, I had a tax driver tell me about his prostate the other day and I was like, I need to stop oh, wow. saying that I do nutritional therapy. Let me just get me yeah. rubber gloves on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but well, I was speaking to someone in the coffee shop the other day and they, they kind of said, oh, you know, oh, that's nice. Nice you do that. I'm going to start in January. And, you know, you just think because it gets earlier every year in terms of when the mince pies come out and the chai lattes and the eggnog, this, that and the other in the coffee shops, it's now kind of coming to like six to eight weeks of possibly having more than you would do normally. Mm. And it, that can take some working off, do you know, it, it, and it gets harder with age. Yeah, <laughs> so if you do want to join us, then either jump on our uh, email list, website or uh, our social media, Facebook, Instagram, we'll be doing it everywhere, won't we? Yeah, I mean, and let's be clear, you know, we... It's not a case of like, you know, re- replace one mince pie for 50 burpees. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how we do things. You know, we, we want you to enjoy yourselves. We want you to, to let your hair down a little bit. But for us, it's just to, I guess, inspire you to get a little bit of bit more of a healthy balance in yeah, place. Yeah. So, you know, we, we keep saying, oh, you know, get a head start on 2019. You know, we don't think that it'd probably be wise to start a diet now if you're... We don't believe in diets. It's a lifestyle. It's not a diet. Yeah. But it is true. It is true. But you can certainly get into some healthy habits now. You, you can make some positive changes now that are going to see you through December and, you know, carry on hopefully into the new year. Also, though, the irony of it is that this should be a season to be jolly and, and you should enjoy it and have more downtime. But because we often kind of do end up maybe on a bit of a roller coaster with blood sugars and you know late nights and this stress of like buying presents and trying to see all the family mm. in one go and well we're stopping that this year yeah we are put our foot down <laughs> you've set the limit haven't you i have 10 pound well i said 10 to 20 so i've given people a bit of range because you know what you know I, i've just i've had enough um, every year we have the same drama yeah. of like trying to buy for everyone. And, the and it's almost like is, the, the minute we get a moment, uh, like our first day off, isn't it? We've got to leg it into some city yeah, and run and around and buy all these presents. It's, and it's never busy been... and it just, it just stresses you out. And for yeah. me, it's not what it's about. And yes, you could argue that we should be more organised and we should do it earlier and blah, blah, blah. But you just, you know, Martin Lewis said it, didn't he? The money saving expert guy. He was like, you know, you a lot of the time you, you feel an obligation to buy you feel an obligation to spend a certain amount. And then when you've done that for someone, they feel an obligation to do the same for you. A lot of the time it's things you don't even necessarily need or really even want, to be fair. Don't get me wrong. It's nice to receive gifts. It's nice to give gifts. But a lot of the times it's just an item that they don't necessarily need. So like this year, like I've asked for random things like a new pair of wellies because <laughs> mine have got a big old in. Yeah. They were like a seven pound job from Sports Direct or something. Yeah. I'd happily have the same again. They don't need to be hunters. Right. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't buy me hunters. And I want a waterproof jacket because I genuinely need those things. Yeah. You know, and I'm hoping they don't, they don't cost too much rather than it just being stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, though, we said that we want to try to, uh, we're, we're taking time off to go and do some volunteering. So we want to do that instead yeah. of dashing around, buying loads of, of, of presents for people. So that's what we're doing. But yeah, um, what I, was, I think where I was going with that statement was to say that, you know, it should be this time of year that should be nice, but we end up kind of, I know the few trips I've done into town and seeing people Christmas shopping, it's kind of like kids are screaming and you know, couples are fighting and it just mm. all seems so busy. It's so stressful now. And it's, it's crazy. Like we've, we've really kind of lost 
the meaning really of the fact that you know we get this holiday it yeah. should be something we're excited about and if anything i know it, it doesn't sound like the case but we, you should be able to eat better because half the time we don't eat too well because we're kind of comfort eating and, and stress eating and yeah. we need the caffeine whereas now we you know over this this kind of holiday season you should be able to sleep a bit more and have some more mm. fun and not need those things well that's what we try and do don't we we yeah. try and think like you know this it's the time of year when we do you know take a little bit of downtime and we, we don't set the alarm and get out on more walks and, and, and whatnot. Um, <laughs> That's how we eat less. We sleep longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weight loss hack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spend longer in bed. <laughs> less time in the kitchen. <laughs> that, but it's true because sometimes you eat through tiredness. Because that's that's you get like to a win-win, that is. Also, like I'll eat sometimes out of sheer like boredom of the, the tasks that I've got to do for work be it you know like admin or anything like that I'm like oh gosh I need something to get me through this and that's mm. when I'll be like I need a coffee and I need some chocolate and stuff so because I'm not doing that kind of stuff and I'm outside a bit more as well then my energy should be better and I should should feel less need to it should be less mm. kind of need for that stuff should never need that stuff really but we all do in certain circumstances yeah. sometimes it's just good for the soul yeah <laughs> it serves that purpose at that Every moment day in time. at about 2 30 <laughs> would well, you know i saw a post on instagram the other day that said stop stressing about christmas you know like christmas only accounts for two weeks of your year and as a percentage you know blah 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 you're really going to do that much damage and i thought i get what you're saying I see what your message it's is. It's not two weeks though, is it? That's no, no, problem. but let's let's just go with two weeks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's just go with two weeks. But my first thought was, yeah, but the reality is people aren't good as gold for the other 50 weeks of the year. <laughs> no, no. As I yeah. was going to say, there, there's already work to be done at the start. Yeah, yeah, so a lot of people like it's, it's, if anything, it's the other way around. They're probably good for two weeks of the year and the other 50 need a bit of work. Also, um, like you can build a habit in two weeks. Like your brain can start to anticipate, you know, like a a good handful of quality streets at a certain time every day if that's what you do consistently for two weeks that is exactly what your brain will expect so there is a level of you're making it harder if you if this is going to be a temporary thing the more consistent you are with it the harder it's going to be to give it yeah. up whereas if you only have it every now and then and almost quite sporadic and uh, like be spontaneous with it so it's as the kind of situation arises yeah uh, but it's not like that. Like I used to work in an office and it was like 11 o'clock and I could just set 2.30, everyone chocolates, cake, chocolates, yeah. cake, you know, and then it gets consistent for, anyway. Yeah, but that's not just at Christmas though, is it? That's... <laughs> that is most of the time in yeah. the office. I mean, how many work. clients do we work with? Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, but you know, people are always bringing in cake and chocolates. And it's like, the only, the, the thing is with Christmas and we've done a few takes of this podcast now, which is a problem because then I can't remember if I've said this on this episode or <laughs> the, the one we've recorded and we we started again on. But it, I don't know why I keep trying to go along with it. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, like I say, at Christmas, it's almost like, oh yeah, but it's Christmas. Oh yeah, but it's Christmas. You know, and, and so th that's how you try to justify it. Like it's, oh gosh, I start you know. I start in the new year. I start in the new year. Yeah. I start in the new year. <laughs> but, but, but then people forget that throughout the year, it's like, oh yeah, but it's my birthday. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, but it's your birthday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's our anniversary. Oh, we're on holidays. Oh, we're on our holidays. Oh, you know, and, you know, the, people have always got this reason and that's fine. You know, celebrate your wins, 
drown your sorrows, whatever it is, but just strike a balance for yeah, crying yeah. out loud. You know, because that's- now also the food industry is kind of armed and ready with like the Halloween and the, you know, like the bonfire night. And so there's always, well, there's so, always well, something. Often it's, it's, it's Valentine's Day, yeah, yeah. then it's Easter. We've got Burns Night, don't forget Oh, Burns when's that? Night. That's January. Oh, I'll get me killed out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that's not, that's not too bad because that's like haggis. Haggis. Yeah. Yeah, and haggis and whiskey and neeps and yeah oh like yeah that. yeah baby we should definitely start celebrating that it sounds good I've never, I never realised Burns the... night say it in a do a Scottish you can do it I can't do it no not when you put me on the spot Burns I can't do it <laughs> Burns what was that Burns if anyone knows who that is <laughs> anyway right okay you did not far upon them I know Paris. sorry let's get to it so day in the life of health people with the one and only Kerry Marsden and I'm trying to remember some of the questions that you asked me oh, yeah, when, when we did now. it you have you yeah. have so Keris yeah <laughs> health it's a wonderful gift <laughs> what does health mean to you yeah well this is where sometimes I wish I could give a bit more kind of no don't give any more context no no, no I was going to say a more intelligent answer more like you know I don't why know. why though because some people, uh, do you know, I read how some people write, and I think, oh gosh, I wish I could write like that. Like, yeah, write but very. Someone else probably wrote for them. Intellectually. They probably got off the internet. <laughs> Intellectually. That's, that's what everyone does these days. Um, but do you know what? For me, it's very simple. It's when you're happy and you're functioning, and that's it. And I say that when I go and talk in, in wherever we go to do talks in gyms and, and groups of uh, wherever, seminars and stuff. And the reason being, you can, you can obviously expand this out and say, you know, happiness itself is kind of mental, emotional, spiritual. That's kind of how functional medicine talk about that, that side of things. But it's imperative that you have those things in place. But for me, you can actually ask some simple questions like, do you love the reason you get out of bed? Are you happy? Like, are you happy? <laughs> are you happy? Uh, it's great when I'm lecturing, actually. We talk about this, I talk about this with the students. And obviously I do like, consultations in front of the class. And uh, one of the students said the other day, like the question I think is often overlooked is, are you happy? Are you happy? And it just made me smile because I thought you sometimes turn to me and go, are you happy? Mm. Yeah, you check in with that on a regular basis and I stop. <laughs> I'm like, you know, at this point in time, it might be pouring with rain and I'm like, my feet are wet. We're walking the dog. And I'm like, right now. But in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, I'll, I'll go, yeah, I am. You know, and and, and I'm, we, me and you have definitely got better at that side of it, like understanding what is true happiness. And, and it is things like loving the reason you get out of bed each day. Of course, there is admin and things that we have to do in our jobs that we don't like. But on the grand scheme of things, do we feel like we've got this kind of greater sense of purpose that we're excited about and we do and there's just like you know frustrations along the way and equally are you happy in your relationships and i'm pleased to say i am and so it's these kind of elements you know happiness is is those those side of things and then of course like having a stable mood and there are definitely there are, there are times in everyone's life where i think you were going to be unhappy you were going to wake up and for some reason you just don't feel that motivated or that amazing and that's you know fine you probably work too hard you might be fighting a cold you might have had a bad night's sleep there's, there's sometimes some obvious explanations sometimes there's no explanation but it's how long does that last and how much does it derail you is something to kind mm-hmm. of consider so if these are sporadic we all have them especially me if i work quite hard for a good sometimes I'll go long periods of time you know good couple of weeks without even a single day off then I see my like I crash and even say to you I know what I need today I need day off I need Mm. to not work but 
if this is consistently happening all the time and there is no explanation, then there again, there is something wrong and it could be an environmental thing or it could be a health thing. Yeah. And function, which I mentioned was the other element of health, to me is is you just not in pain, you not, you know, kind of inhibited in any way by your kind of physical health. So you can do a lot of the stuff that you like. You're not kind of overweight. You're not suffering from energy crashes. You're not um, in, you know, there's no joint pain. There's no circulation issues. All of those kind of things are really important. Mm. And most people I work with have like multiple areas of dysfunction going on in the body and it really affects their quality of life. And so that's something that I'm always kind of very grateful for. You know, at the moment I don't have sort of any like, uh, you know, most of my, apart from one system in my body, my hormones, which is solely related to kind of like our lifestyle and stress and, you know, working too many hours, that kind of thing. Everything else is kind of, you know, I don't have any injuries. I, you know, I can't complain. So function and happiness. There you go. Because, you know, you know, it's, it's like health. what come first, the chicken or the egg. You know, it's like what come first, health or happiness. I don't think you have one without the other. No, I agree. But what I'm saying is, is like, that, I think. You mean functional happiness? Hmm? <laughs> functional happiness. You said, no, no, no. Because they were both my definition of health, you see. Yes, I see what you're saying. <laughs> it's such a rubbish interview. May I continue? Yeah. <laughs> um, what I'm saying is, it doesn't really sound the same, does it? What comes first, happiness or happiness or function? The egg. Because we knew we know that function obviously comes first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that if you're happy, in essence, it's easier to be healthier because if you're of a, of a, a more positive mindset so oh, to of speak course. yeah well if you're in pain pain is a depressant in itself on mm. the body so then you're going to crave everything like to make you you know be it anything that's that will give you comfort and that could be in the form of food or alcohol mm. or smoking or you know you know because how many times do we speak to people who have got you know some kind of, you know like you say like pain like maybe like some severe osteoarthritis or they're got some other kind of like autoimmune condition etc etc and because of that they're just they're not very happy you know it it puts it brings them down and therefore people will then use food or drink as a bit of a temporary fix well yeah i mean and the other side of it is i come across a lot of people who are genuinely scared about their diagnosis and their symptoms and you know one of the things that, that i i try and do and you know, is, is really help them take control and reassure them that so much of this is changeable with lifestyle mm. and, and nutrition and sometimes targeted supplements. And I've seen it work. I'm, I'm lucky in the sense I've seen it work thousands of times now. Um, and I've seen people be told certain outcomes of their, their kind of diagnosis that, that are absolutely not true, you know, and that goes from cancer to diabetes to, you know, kind of <laughs> like, you know, anything really, you know, this, you're never going to, uh, get pregnant you, you're going to live for a year you're going to any of these statements uh, you know none of it we don't know like and that's the people who tell you that we we don't know we honestly don't know mm. and that's me I can't say that that's not true what I can say is like do you know what build an amazing foundation and there's a good chance that you know we can challenge that statement so I never make any promises about the the interventions that I'm going to suggest but yeah the human body all I'll say is it's it's amazing but I think 
the longer that I practice, the more I, I always kind of focus in. I've always focused in on the person, but is that person happy? Because there's tons of amazing studies that say when you are happy, your immune system is much more balanced. You're not firing off inflammatory chemicals left, right and center, but also you're going to sleep deeper. You're not going to be eating cake as often, drinking alcohol. So there's some obvious choices that yeah. you're going to make. But just internally, your, your biochemistry is better when, when you are happy. And we even say this about certain people that we know who shouldn't be as, you know, maybe even, sounds weird, but shouldn't even be alive and walking with the, the health history that they have had. Mm. But because they are quite positive people and, and maybe kind of involved in the community and doing... Yeah, have, a, the, have that sense of purpose. Yeah, yeah. And we see them, we're like, crikey, you know, they, they their bodies just seem to get by and find all these kind of back roads because it's like they've got you know they contribute they, they make a difference and that that obviously makes them feel happy makes them feel good and it obviously affects their health in that way so despite the fact that they may have you know a cigarette in one hand and a pack of biscuits in the other they're doing yeah. really well you know so i think now we value mindset and, and happiness much more now than <laughs> sorry it was just burp was that burp <laughs> yeah. i don't know what it was <laughs> it's chew your food properly mate i know you know, like we, we value that side of things so much more now. Whereas, you know, if you went back a few years, or well, more than a few years ago, and people start talking about, you know, like gratitude, positive mindset, this, that, and the other, like, you know, probably a bit more inclined to be a bit like, oh, it's all wah wah, you know, just get on with it type yeah. thing. Yeah, I think when you were like, obviously, you know, our journey started out as, as personal trainers and it was just all about exercise for us. And, you know, we we found a lot of that side of things very hard to, to get ahead around because we were just riding on endorphins all the time. Mm. We were always happy and we were quite young. I would say I felt younger, like this would have been 10 years ago. So I'm like 28 and I was getting away with murder in terms of how much training I could do and, you know, what I could eat and, you know, late nights and loads of friends. And so it was very different, I think. And if you'd have told me at that time, you know, you need to be like, have some gratitude. It wasn't until you got something like an injury that you started to go, right, what's this gratitude thing again that I need to have? Like, but, but how do I get my head around this? Because I feel like I cannot cope with this situation, you know, and that's when, you know, for us, it's been that, that slow journey. And I think everybody listening has to go through that journey if you're not there yet like I could not appreciate yoga when I first used to no. go to yoga classes I was like what is this malarkey you know like yeah speed it up a little bit come on like make it hard even do you know I just did not get it and I, I come across people now where I have to explain to them that you don't go to a yoga class for you know even mm. though you can have strong yoga and you can have you know very you know you can really work your flexibility you're not going there to work you shouldn't be pulling faces in a yoga class like i'm always telling my dad off because he's always like grimacing in yoga like he's proper like trying to stand on one leg and then hold one leg in the air and i'm like dad just ch chill you know chill. like <clears throat> you know and 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 the bit where when he's done a yin yoga or a kind of a kind of more restorative yoga it, you know you can tell he actually he genuinely enjoys it and he, he kind of looks at me and he goes well that was different wasn't it and that's really you know he he really struggles and 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 I did to a certain extent but now I get it and that's again what I kind of teach people is you know there are there are different things that we need to do to kind of balance out the body and eventually you'll get to your pain point with something mm. that will make you realize how to balance yourself out a little bit more and that's that's a, that's a big thing about change. But Many yeah, of us have to reach that pain point. Yeah, I was going to say that that comes from experience, doesn't it? And yeah, or the rock bottom, as they say. You yeah, know. And, and I think that's where that that saying of you know you either win or you learn. Yeah, kind of comes really into good. it because you know you've got to learn from these things. You know, you can't have and keep happening time and time again. I remember a guy at the gym who 
was a very fit guy used to do a lot of like track and field work lots of like half marathons marathons blah 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 lots of endurance based stuff and i'll be i'll be perfectly honest with you he's a bit of a arrogant twat um <laughs> uh, <Don't> back. <laughs> and uh, he always used to because i used to to say to him like you should i feel that you know i said like i know you're a very fit guy but i feel like you should do more recovery based work like you're almost like a you know 110 percent like all the time yeah and he was like like very kind of smug he's like I've, I've not got any injuries injuries i've never been injured like blah 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 like and like he, even his response was just very arrogant even though for me it was just an observation yeah. it wasn't i wasn't jealous or anything like that i was genuinely like god like he's just always like you say just hell for leather lo and behold further down the line he got really badly injured I'm talking to the point where, you know, it was um, it was knee problems and hip problems. He couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, like all the things he loved and, and whatnot. And it, it took him to a dark place. You know, he, he really wasn't the same person. You could see it was almost like a, a huge part of him had been taken away. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it was like... <laughs> Oh, I hate to say it, but I told you. <laughs> You've been clocked. Oh, you need it, mate. But now he has actually, he's built himself back up. He's back doing what he was again. But you can already see just, you know, he's more... Appreciative. That's the thing. You have to like, I think a lot of these times with a health challenge, people think, and I, you know, I often say this about diagnosis of any disease, chronic disease, autoimmune disease. People think, oh my goodness, it's like, this is awful. This is the worst thing that's happened to me. In some cases, it's going to be the best thing that happened to you. It's going to be a blessing in disguise because you're going to make changes. You're going to make changes consistently. You're going to get to know your body better than you've ever known your body. You're going to appreciate it more. And you're going to have to do everything that most people are going to have to do, you know, at some point in their lives. And it's just that it's happening right now for you. But, you know, for some people, it's going to happen in 10 years, 20 years. And, and, And even me in my own journey when I've had to make these key changes I've looked around when it first happened I remember social media became the darkest place for me mm. even just once when I sprained my ankle I remember I could not go on to Facebook and and we you, we were teaching at the time running our, our business and it's like if I saw one more update of how many burpees and kettlebell snatches and everything everyone yeah. smashed and I actually couldn't even walk and I was lying in bed and what's so interesting about that time for me was I mean that was a kind of big big catalyst in terms of changing but I had about 14 days of of literally unable to walk it was a really bad sprain lying in bed and just fully appreciating do you remember I said to you I had to make my breakfast one morning which was just coffee and eggs and I had to carry it into the lounge and uh, because my foot was kind of so swollen and, and like I literally couldn't even touch the floor with it it took me 45 minutes to make coffee and eggs but but, but more so to get it into the lounge mm. <laughs> like could you go with the crutches and stuff it was all cold by the time you got there <laughs> and I was like I would do this on, <laughs> a, again. on a normal day I'd have done this in 10 minutes and I would have done it too fast and I wouldn't have even appreciated the fact that I can that I have coffee and eggs like a really as in like yeah. you know we're lucky to have that in life so I think a lot of these things are going to start to make you a, a, a better stronger fitter person but at the time it's, you've just got to go through that that kind of you know yeah it won't, it won't feel like it at the it time it won't feel like it at, t- at the time so what would you say has been your biggest health breakthrough kind of over the years gosh I think that that real kind of true health you have to start by addressing your relationship with yourself because I think what's been a big problem for me in the past has been the dialogue that I have with myself. And Mm -hmm. um, I often talk about using 
the functional medicine approach to disease, which is where we look at root causes, we look at triggers as to why things happen, like a single event maybe, or we look at drivers, things that are stopping you from reversing the process, making a recovery. We look at predisposing factors and I've used them a lot for why am I like I am? You know, like, why do I do things like I put a lot of pressure on myself? Or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of why do I sometimes over, you know, in the past I've over-exercised. Why is that? Why do I like to kind of develop almost rules for myself? And and a lot of this goes right back if you look to, to things that happened to you as a teenager, uh, relationships that you were in where you didn't feel valued or attractive or you fought for someone to like you. I went to Derby to do a women's uh, health and hormones uh, and happiness talk. And I often kind of present my own timeline on there where you can almost plot it as a series of events. And we do this in functional medicine with why do you have acne or why have you got yeah. you know, kind of arthritis, whatever it might be. We can plot key things that happen. Whereas I was plotting things like this is me as a teenager and I just want everyone to like me. And so these are some things that I do. And this is this is what I get positive feedback for, you know, things like yeah. working really hard or, you know, uh, being slimmer or being blonde. Like for the first time I get noticed. All these things that start to form your relationship with yourself and then you develop these these habits and you know and then present the next phase of my life where it's like why am I doing binging at the weekend and drinking too much and having too much sugar and it's like because I'm, I'm bored in my job and my relationship's gone stale it's not the right relationship and it's it's become complacent and I'm not valued so I'm looking for excitement and risk and I find it in chocolate and red wine at the weekend way too much of it like literally it's all I look forward to so I I presented all this stuff but so much of it does come from your relationship with yourself essentially so I think for for me I also think there's an element of education about you know what what nutritional needs does the body have how much exercise how much sleep as well but then you have to look at emotional needs um, and self-esteem confidence all those side of things and and I often kind of talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs when I talk about health. And if you just put that into Google, you'll see this pyramid where, you know, the base is everything like food, shelter, water. Um, and then there's also things like security, financial. We've talked about it before on, on podcasts. But that top bit, things like being allowed to be creative. You know, we've mentioned having a sense of purpose and a reason to be around. Yeah. And that's a lot of things that, that we deny ourselves. And we deny ourselves these. Like we literally especially women I think are very guilty of this, do not allow ourselves to do a lot of stuff that makes us very happy, Mm. be that a creative hobby or um, spending time with people we absolutely love. We prioritise people who we feel the need to please or we do what we should do rather than what we actually want to do. Mm. And we, we don't allow ourselves to do creative stuff. It's like, you haven't got time for that. Do you know what I mean? You get to the yeah. gym and you make a, you know, you make your salad. And you're like, you do the like, <laughs> the kind of like, I'm trying to like mimic, you know, like almost like whipping your back here. We do, we do the, 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 the harsh stuff, you know, that, that's got to be done. That's got to be done. That's got to be done. And then we wonder why at the end of the day, we, we can't say no to chocolate and, and sugar and like, you know, and we feel overwhelmed and we can't cope with stuff. And it's it's because we are, we are so hard on, on ourselves. And I'm saying we, because I just see this in, in women, but you know, this happens to, to men in it as well. You know, it happens to, to everybody. So that was a very long answer, but your relationship with yourself is a, is a big part of it. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, your, your past, you know, in, in essence, is part of who you are, you yeah, know, yeah. like, and, and even though, you know, like at the time, you know, it's the most heartbreaking thing ever or whatever it may be, like, you know, further down the line, you're like, you know, you realise that, you know, it was the wrong relationship or, you know, a lot of teenagers get acne or, or spots yeah, yeah. or whatever it may be. And it's, it's 
but I think it's interesting how did it, do you, did your mum ever try and also help you with those situations and you just cringed? I know what I, situations? Like things like breakups and relationships and oh, yeah. being to, cheated on. I remember my mum going, "Well, when me and your father," and I was always like, "La no. la la la, stop it! I don't want to hear this stuff." You know, my mum was very. Um, to be fair, like you know, like my first proper girlfriend. You know what you consider like a proper girlfriend? Yeah. When I was about. I was 17. We don't, we don't need all this detail. <laughs> no, but I because I, I mean, I think up until that point, like they're not really boyfriends or girlfriends, are they? You know, really, it's just like... Yeah, like snogs. <laughs> and, and then I remember when, you know, like she had broken up with me and uh, I, was, I was distraught. I was like, uh, you know, like, it's, it's the worst thing in the world. Like my heart's broken into a million pieces. And uh, I remember like crying to my mum, just like, she's dumped me yeah, and all of that. And my mum was like, look, I know this is, isn't going to feel like much right now, but you'll get over this. You'll, you'll, you'll have a little cry, but you will get over this and you'll move on. And this, I won't, I won't, <laughs> you know, all of that. And, uh, and like, oh, I mean, no disrespect if she is listening, but literally like about a week later, <laughs> I was like, hmm, I feel... I felt absolutely fine. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it was a distant memory. And it's crazy because I suppose when you're young and you're a teenager, you're just like, oh, you know, like, oh, what's next? You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? But at the time, you know, there was that moment when you just thought, I'm, I'm just not going to get over this. Like, I've had my heart broken. Like, she just dumped me out of the blue. Like, things were great. And because you start thinking, you, you start looking at yourself, don't you? Well, I, I was mean, it me? Every, was it something every time, I did? Wasn't I good enough? Yeah, like, so every time I went through relationship breakups <clears throat> um, as a teenager I'd always resort to like I'm gonna exercise and I'm gonna you know I think the worst one I only had kind of like one serious relationship when I was at university and, and got dumped in my final year and that's when I kind of was like right I'll show you type thing yeah. and I got like super fit and came home in the holidays and I'm like you know I, f- I felt amazing so confident I'd built a really good group of friends and I was a different person and he did actually come back and go I've made a mistake uh, but I was done you know like I'd really built myself up to be like no you, I don't I don't you didn't take it back then no no you was like yeah you did <laughs> yeah see you later <clears throat> yeah so uh yeah no you did. and and that was my you know that has always been my response to those kind of situations and from that point onwards to be fair in my life from university onwards my my coping mechanism has always been exercise, which is not a good thing. So, so <clears throat> what? Not ad- really doing a day in the life. What though, advice? No, it's not really a day in the life. But <laughs> People it's... might be going like, "What does she eat for breakfast?" Just ask her. What do you eat for breakfast? <laughs> do you know? What? I did a blog ages ago about my breakfast evolution because breakfast is the one where you know when you're trying to be healthy, it is one of the first things that you change. So, as a teenager, I remember going from <clears throat> muesli. Well, it was toast and jam at first, which I used to just have as a like at school. I used to throw it over the hedge on the way to school. Hated it. Didn't really? Hated breakfast. Didn't want it at all. Wow. And then I'd have a, a sausage roll at break time or a Cadbury's cream egg <laughs> for brunch. Yeah, and you wonder why like I got so many <laughs> acne and hormone issues. Anyway, eventually I started eating. Mum used to buy like always like the bran cereals that she thought oh, were healthy. Uh, so we had brand. all bran or bran flakes or uh, I don't know bran anything. And then and muesli. And I remember mum and dad going through these phases of like, we're going to be healthy now. And they'd like get muesli and it'd be low sugar muesli and skimmed milk and stuff. Like you mm. see the evolution of, of breakfast. And then um, 
I kind of got onto, okay, porridge is better. Porridge is, this is kind of in my twenties. And, and then I got told by a doctor to do, I had IBS and he said, do gluten and dairy free. So then I went to these like spelt flakes um, and, and all these kind of other, you know, gluten-free cereals, which I would have probably just been better staying with porridge and water, if yeah. I'm honest. And then it was you that finally changed my breakfast. You'll always remember this to, to eggs and salmon, do you mm-hmm. remember, at yeah. the gym. And you were like, you eat too much like you, cereal and carbs and stuff. Because I'd be like, oh, I have my porridge and I'm hungry again, like two hours later in the office. And I, tra- you used to cr- I used to train very hard at that point. You were like, you need some protein with your breakfast. And so you said, don't have porridge this morning, have eggs and salmon. And I just wasn't hungry for, for hours after that. And I remember like messaging you going, still not hungry, it's two o'clock, crazy. <laughs> So um, that's been game a big, yeah, it was a game. And it's, I've been consistent with that ever since. Like whatever my breakfast is, I do now have porridge again. And I have various different things that usually a variation on kind of eggs, a porridge, a smoothie. But there is always 25 grams of protein in my protein. breakfast, whether yeah. it be a protein powder or because I'm eating kind of three eggs and some nut butter or something like that. Generally, I'm about 25 grams of protein. And it does make such a difference to me in terms of just one my kind of mood and focus for the whole morning and I'm never hungry until about 12 30 one o'clock still so most people out, out there listening to this probably do that but I'm always kind of surprised people are still having just a carb-based breakfast and mm. and think you know because I've done it for so long I'm like come on doesn't everyone know about protein now for breakfast but no not everyone does so yeah protein's the buzzword isn't it right absolutely now? and uh, also sorry like one last thing with breakfast is also I'll sometimes eat anything for breakfast like leftovers and dinner and mm. and again I know that sounds weird and, and this is the other thing for me is because I've been definitely I think I'm prone to quite low moods this is what I realized at university and that I could change it by doing exercise and eating well and now because I don't want to exercise too much it's especially running a business um, and I'm older my body can't take a lot of exercise now like I've got to be sensible with it I eat well because I know the difference that makes to my mood yeah so i do eat anything weird like i'll have soup for breakfast i'll have a curry for breakfast and again if you're if you're in our membership group and you know most people in there are doing the same thing as well they're like oh you know i had i had a leftover turkey you know for breakfast or whatever it might be or you know and just dinner and other cultures do that as well they don't have breakfast you know we've talked about this before this is what the cereal manufacturers decided we yeah should yeah have. oh yeah the these are the things you can consume before a certain hour yeah, of the day yeah yeah so, um, but, but no one's got any qualms with eating a, a, a fry up in the afternoon, you know. Oh, well, yeah. And when, also, when you got all these also, all, all day breakfasts. Or also, this month, no one's got any qualms with mince pies and chocolate for breakfast, you know, now that it's changed. Or yeah. pastry, which, you know, like I think even, even our grandparents would never have had, they do now. But when we were growing up, my grandparents would never have let me have pastry for breakfast, you know. It's basically cake. Yeah, really. basically, yes. Yeah. So they were always like, I remember it was always a, a cooked breakfast or it was ready break like they would give us, but which is you know, kind of like porridge, but instant porridge. You know, anyway, so that's breakfast. And what's, a, what's a, a non-negotiable kind of daily health habit for you right now? Hmm, I've probably got three. Can or, I have three? No. <laughs> but I have three that I do consistently. You can have two. Oh, right. <laughs> I just thought of a fourth as well. Okay, you can have four. Number one is the ability to negotiate. <laughs> yeah. You ever seen that? Um, do you ever see that episode of, the of, to of uh, Harry Enfield and Chums with uh, Tim Nice but Dim? <laughs> and, he, and he's looking after his friends. Uh, he's standing in in his friend's uh, antiques oh, shop. Right. Yeah, just someone come and try and 
a guy comes in and uh, he goes oh how much for this uh, (laughs) this vase or something and he goes I said vase that's like American isn't it vase Um, and he was like uh, oh how much for this and he goes oh I don't know what 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 do you think and he was like 20 quid and he was like done (laughs) and then he got out 20 quid and give it to him and then he the the guy that he gave the money to walked off with a vase and his saying do you remember was like what a jolly thoroughly bloody nice blow (laughs) yeah (laughs) do you remember it yeah anyway oh I used to love Harry so go on then I feel like four four. Um, and I've always guarded my sleep so I mean running a business seven hours has been probably a bit too frequent Whereas it always used to be before I knew anything about sleep or even studied nutrition and health. Even in my 20s, I've always had to be in bed by 10. Really? And struggled to get up before seven. It was only when I first started going to the gym, got up at six. So I've always known I needed, you know, like Tommy has talked about these gene types that only need like four hours sleep or whatever. (laughs) That's definitely not me. And I'd say like all my mum and my gran and my mum's sister, they're all the same as well. And they all talk about Mm. the fact that their partners always bring them tea in bed and like get out of bed, get out of bed which you should really bring me tea in bed, but you're not here. You're normally out at four training clients. Long gone. Yeah. Long gone silver. So uh, I think it's a bit of a miracle that I get up as early as I do when I look at the the tradition in my family line. And I've always been like that. I've always kind of, you know, you can identify in me very quickly if you're like, (laughs) do you need a nap? You had a nap today. Um, And then water, again, something else that I've just been like, ever since I've read about that, you know, kind of in my twenties, I've always, even at university, I'd always have squash and on and like a big pint of squash on my desk studying and knew I felt better yeah. with hydration, just a really obvious one. The other two I would say is walking and protein. So protein was a game changer for me, as we just mentioned at every single meal as well though. So mm-hmm. I just feel it makes such a difference too. I think like my appetite as well as my mood just- and then walking. Yeah. Which now, you know, with our very own personal trainer, Hamish, is, yeah. is, is almost like, well, it, it, well, not almost, it's something that we do have to do every single day. Yeah, it's my, um, my default. We, we talked about this the other day. We were saying if you could have, you know, if you could only do one form of exercise for the rest of your life, like, I know it sounds silly, it would be obvious. What would it be? But it, it is walking. And I, I've often said to you, like, you know, especially when I was injured and I sprained my ankle, like the hardest thing was not walking. Like that really does affect you being so sedentary. Hmm. Um, and do you remember I used to go out on my crutches and get like <laughs> calluses, not calluses, like blisters on my hands yeah, and, yeah. and stuff. So because I'd be like, I've just got to move. I just need to do something and I can feel, feel human again. So yeah, that's why. I was thinking of like when, you're, when your foot was bad, like I was thinking of getting you a skateboard so you could like sit, <laughs> yeah, sit on yeah, it yeah. and then use your arms each side to <laughs> yeah. like just pull yourself along it's interesting you say about walking because i was talking to a friend of mine the fellow personal trainer and we were talking about how someone ages ago had put a post on facebook saying like you know what's your favorite if you could only do one thing for the rest of your life what would it be and and he was like you know you had all the usual suspects like oh clean and jerk or the deadlift or the squat and blah 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 and he was like for me, it'd be walking yeah, because yeah, like yeah, the, the day I, you know, if I can't walk, first of all, how are you going to get to the gym? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, and I just, and I thought, God, he's so right. Like we, we don't value it now, Yeah. but trust me, like when you're older, taken off you. yeah, yeah. yeah and that, that is something so simple yeah. is taken away from you. And, and because it's not intense, because it doesn't give you doms and because it doesn't make you sweat crazy amounts. Yeah. 
you almost don't place the value on it for something that is so instinctive you know like like we learn to walk from such a young age well, what's, you know, what's, like what's so interesting is when I do just say to myself I'm, I'm walking at the moment I'm not going to the gym which which is kind of a phase I'm in at the moment there's no build-up to it like it made life right? I've talked about doing an exercise break before on the podcast and it made life so much easier because there was no no changes into gym kit no showering no no kind of it just took out that layer of logistics because everywhere I needed to be I just incorporated in a little bit more walking so I'd be like I'll get off the tube there and I'll walk that little bit there or you know I, I won't you know obviously with Hamish we do walk more but there's no like build up in the morning whereas when I'm exercising as much as I do love training I think it does take you a little while to get into the session and it takes a little while to obviously what you really love is the endorphins the muscle soreness you get the next day and then the feeling afterwards it's quite hard sometimes to get into that session whereas I never feel that way about walking and when I have kind of said I'm just going to walk for a couple of weeks I get I get up earlier and, and I'm, I'm out like a sprout because I'm like oh I'm only walking today I don't need to whereas sometimes yeah. I've been like with you going oh just another coffee yeah. I'll build up to this put the heat in on I need to get warm you know like I'm really trying to psych myself up to get in the mood to train yeah especially because some of our sessions will be really early and I never stop to think like do I actually have the energy to do this today and often I didn't and I shouldn't mm. have been doing it whereas yeah it, it, it's a lot easier and it's something that you generally start to look forward to and and the longer you train less and, and just do focus on daily movement the more you feel your energy like I, I think everyone will feel if, if you give it a chance your energy levels are much better but also you know earlier I said to you you know what come first health or happiness type thing <laughs> and we always say it's never one thing most things are almost like that they're part of a bigger picture you yeah. know and you can get away with maybe taking a couple of things out and relying on the other things a little bit but you start taking too many things out and relying on fewer things if life becomes more difficult right and i think people underestimate the benefit of some very simple changes and if to be fair the things that you listed there like good hydration prioritizing your sleep increasing your protein intake and walking more if you actually stop and think about it all four of those things probably the sleep would be the hardest one because sleep is very much a you know, that numerous things can, can affect the duration and the quality of your sleep. But increasing your water, but the, it's not that difficult. No, but the Increasing night, the your sleep, protein intake. The sleep thing can be easy, but fight, people fight it. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so increase water intake, increase protein intake, walk more, prioritise your sleep. All things, in the grand scheme of things, are relatively simple changes to make, aren't they? Yeah. Like, you know, if you put your mind to it. But what I was going to say was, if you do start walking more, you are better hydrated and you have increased your protein intake, there's a good chance that you might be putting yourself in a better position to get a better quality night's sleep. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Do do you see what I mean? Or vice versa. You know, if you go, I'm just going to prioritise sleep this week. I'm going to prioritise on having a a nice relaxing routine for about an hour before bed, dimming lights, you know, not checking email, not checking phone. And who knows, after a week or two, and you're in a better sleep routine, chances are you might have more energy to go for a walk or go to the gym to make better nutritional choices to not rely so heavily on caffeine and and these these are the examples we keep trying to give to people in that stop trying to change absolutely everything at once and being so super restrictive on yourself because who knows that one change 
could be huge for you yeah because it could have that really positive knock-on effect to everything else so with that in mind (laughs) someone has come to you and you can only make them change one thing to be healthier yeah don't say something like eat better or, or whatever it's too obvious right something you've got me give me the case you've got to give me the so let's just say someone <laughs> is- overweight quite sedentary you know just feels generally quite crap and low on energy but you you can only change one thing to improve their health yeah but i need the whole case that's what i'm saying oh listen that, that, <laughs> that we we got complicated because Go. it's gonna depend i take the client's story and i'll be like where's my quickest win where's my biggest low-hanging fruit is it is ah, it the sleep good point is no. it the sleep is it their hydration? Is it their protein intake? Is it their uh, sedentary lifestyle? That's what, so I find out what's the what's the big driver, you know, as in what, what's the what's going to make the biggest difference for the smallest amount of change. See that well, I, I was that's a that, <laughs> you have to give me the detail. No, you you've done me proud. All oh, right, okay. It was a trick question. Right, okay. no, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> I was testing you. <laughs> right, that was the answer I was looking for. Well right. done, Kerry. She passed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You did well. It depends. Yeah, exactly. It depends. But you know what? You're right. It does depend. But tell me more about low-hanging fruit. <laughs> what do you want to know about it? What is it? The very what, are you, what are you referring to? I'm talking you? about the very kind of simple, obvious changes that people almost kind of do their best to avoid. And like you've just said, focus on overcomplicating everything. And, you know, a big realisation for me, as I said, was when I actually ditched all training for a good couple of months... I realised I could sort out a lot of stuff by just taking a break from training, mm. you know, and, and resetting, you know, my entire body. And I'm doing a very similar thing at the moment as well. But it also, you what, know, people what? talk about not having time and then you look and they're kind of like going to the gym five, six times a week, but then they're really hungry and their cravings are all over the place. And then they're eating processed refined foods. They haven't got time to cook. You know, their sleep's disrupted. They're training really late at night. You know, you can see how this all becomes a little bit messy of what should be healthy, you know, the training and that side of it. I mean, training definitely gets prioritised by a lot of people. And the the lower hanging fruit could be, could you move more? You know, like, could you... We often talk about the fact, we we moan about the fact we need to go and do our garden, tidy up our garden, and we need to hoover and we need to clean. And actually, if you clean the house thoroughly, it's 2,000 steps, you know, it's a lot of activity. You're squatting down, you're bending, you're moving. You could nail your daily movement and your housework and have a clean house and be on the sofa by seven o'clock, you know. And it's things like that that, you know, I think... Yeah, I, I suppose to, to me, the, the low-hanging fruit is just some some very simple changes that you could make. And it's like when people talk about water, this is a very interesting point. I had a client on Monday who was like, I hate water. I do not like drinking water. I don't drink any water. But instead of that, there was a lot of caffeine-based drinks, so tea and coffee. And uh, well, can I have squash? Can I have something like, mm. you know, that tastes of? And I said, the problem with that is like, you're always going to be expecting a sweet drink like that. And this leads to, you know, we're not really resetting you know, we can talk about whether sweeteners do affect hormone, but we're not really. There's got to yeah, be periods well, of time where you're not having stuff. Yeah, like, but, but equally, I'd rather someone drink two liters of water with cordial than. But then my dad and my dad and my head mil. here, where it's like I didn't like doing mass homework. Do you know what I mean? But you did it. Like, it, and I said to this guy, "Do you like brushing your teeth? Do you like brushing your teeth?" Well, I, realistically, I, don't give a stupid answer now, which you're going to go. Well, I like to be thorough. Do you no, like brushing your teeth? 
Only if I'm watching an episode of something on Netflix whilst I'm brushing my teeth. Okay, so you don't really like brushing your teeth. It's a, it's a burden. It's a it's a it's a pain in the. Oh bottom. yeah, if I had a choice, yeah. I wouldn't do it. Right there, you go. But you do it twice a day, don't you? Yeah, sometimes so does, three. So does most of yeah this this person I was speaking to. Do you, do you brush your teeth twice a day? Yes. Right, we'll drink water. I, sometimes I'm a bit like that because it's. Oh, come on, like we have to do things that we don't like, especially when at this in this case it was at the point of disease. Like, so come on, like it's just something simple. I hear you. You fill up a bottle of water with a liter of water. You carry it around with you for the rest of the day, and you slice some orange and lemon and put some ginger in it or mint or whatever it is to flavor it slightly, so it doesn't taste of just water. But you know, and drink it. And I get a bit like my dad sometimes, where I'm like, come on, it's not like I'm asking you to go to the gym and do like you know, mm. 50 pull-ups. Yeah, in the grand <laughs> scheme of things, yeah, it's, exactly. not, it's not a big deal, is it? No. So... I hear you, Keris. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but it's interesting, isn't it, with low-hanging fruit, that because it's seen as something that is a relatively simple or an easy change... It won't have a huge difference. Yeah, yeah there's not as much yeah. value placed on it because yeah. it's almost like, oh, but, yeah, but it's not hardcore enough. Oh, it doesn't, and and it they, they can be transformative and that's yeah. no lie. And they can, <laughs> they can, like you've just said, they can lead to greater changes. And the thing about them is you can do them so easily consistently and that makes the biggest difference. Yeah. So it's all very well if you can, someone writes you the most complicated nutrition plan and you have to tap in all your macros into some software and you get amazing results, but then you are fatigued by it, you know, like four weeks in, six weeks in, mm. you can't sustain it. It's, it's, it's about as, as useful as a chocolate fire guard, you know what I mean? It, it's, and you paid all that money for it and it doesn't have the desired result. And it's exactly the same with often the more complicated the recommendation, the less likely it is to bring you the desired results. And then I'm at the exact same point with testing with clients. I'm, my biggest focus with my clients at the moment is often just a blood test, mm. like a blood chemistry that a doctor does on you where we look at your white blood cells, your red blood cells, your vitamin D, your thyroid, your liver function. This but, is just really helpful. People want to know about DNA testing. Yeah, but equally, if, some, <laughs> if, some, if someone came to you after filling out like a questionnaire and said, um, you know, I probably eat about two vegetables every other day. Um, I don't drink any water. You know, I drink most nights. I don't do any exercise, la, 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 la. Oh, but I've heard about this uh, DNA test or this yeah, blood yeah, testing yeah. thing like that I really want to get done. You, you wouldn't even entertain it. I mean, first of all, no, the DNA no. thing's a load of... Well, no, well this is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I use DNA testing is, is to look at things like a process called methylation and to look at things like cancer risk and things like that. And there are certain, you know companies like I use Life Code GX and I think they're really good and I do their webinars but you're right this is after I'm already working with somebody you know and I've already seen that they've tidied up everything by this point mm. and the blood testing gives you the here and now and by blood testing like even with a client like that I might say do you know what let's write to your doctor and just get your vitamin D checked and get you know your white blood cell red blood cells to look for anemia you know so yeah. kind of deficiencies because it also can motivate them if they can see on a blood test yeah it creates more buy-in yeah. in that sense doesn't it but you're it? right you absolutely you know, I kind of, and then I don't do anything like, um, you know, anything more in depth than that. Cause obviously there's the option of stool testing and urine testing and all that, none of it until someone's doing the basics brilliantly, as we say, do the basics brilliantly. And then, um, and then we can take it from there. And similarly with me and you, we've often thought about, we have access to, you know, so many tests and supplements and, and we, we do kind of cycle around with supplements and we know, okay, we need to support our guts a bit better because we're quite stressed. We can feel our gut health isn't great. But both of us kind of say, actually, until until the big kind of drivers are, have gone, mm. you know, is there much point in paying £350 to be told that, you know... No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're like, I'm not doing the stool test because it's going to tell me that, you know, 
like Secretory IGA, which is like low in times of stress is low. I, I could imagine and you can now. buy all the supplements in the world to bring that up. But if I, you're not sleeping well and stressed. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I'm no expert, but I know <laughs> you're like, that there's, there's a lot of things that wouldn't surprise me if they came back as deficient or low now. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. at the minute, you know, I'm definitely not getting as much sleep as I would like. I'm definitely not as... Um, I'm definitely more stressed than I would like to be at the moment. But, you know, it is what it is. It's life. But what would you say... I'm, I'm segueing here. <laughs> not even We still subtly. say in the life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I was going to say was... I, was, I suppose what reminded me then, because I just said, you know, my sleep's no good. You know, I'm more stressed than normal. What would you say is your biggest barrier so to speak what's what what's the one thing that you what or more than one thing that you feel that you still haven't quite got right at the moment at this moment in time oh that's easy um i still just place too much pressure on myself mm -hmm. I, I always want i'm always saying to you i want to know more yeah you do mad. <laughs> i want to be a better public speaker i want to be a better teacher well there's nothing wrong with wanting to be better yeah i just i just want to always continue to grow and no you're right and that is a positive thing but sometimes I think I give myself I put, put myself under too much pressure to do it quicker but it, equally uh, it's been a real kind of game changer for me scaling back and like taking time back for myself yeah. I've been reading a lot about people who work in the industry of kind of like be it just helping others so whether you're a nutritional therapist or a doctor or a personal trainer you you give and give and give all the time for others and you take on other people's problems because you're there kind of discussing them and <laughs> I'm driving you mad talking about being an empath because someone said to me oh you're an empath like they watched me do a consultation and said oh you're an empath like you put yourself in that person's shoes but I've also been the sort of person that carries stuff around with me so I'll carry a thought around a stress around I find it hard to get rid of it so I worry that if I've offended somebody or mm. if somebody's been hurt by somebody else I worry for them like all the time I've always done this with my family and I drive you mad because it can be like I get one day off and I'll go we need to go and see so-and-so because this happened to them and they need you know and you're like no you need a day off you know yeah yeah so I'd always be thinking of someone else before me and it gets to the point where it affects your health especially because certain people will take advantage of that a lot you know they'll be like okay well i'll continue to draw on you because you're always there and you're yeah and they're almost oblivious to what they're doing and that you're like withering <laughs> you know like <laughs> sliding down the wall because you're just being drained of everything and uh, so i've been reading a lot about how do you support yourself and also just maneuvering it myself and i've kind of found my escapes which i think are really important so I've got better at managing my workload and like taking a break and saying, right, this is my break. And also not making that break just about the gym, for example, like, mm -hmm. oh, I'll take a break now, go to the gym. That's more like, yeah. you know, it's more, <laughs> it's more pressure on myself in some ways because I don't just train for the sake of it. You know, I watched some people in the gym. We said this the other day and I was like, some people go to the gym and just fart around. Like, just like literally, <laughs> you know, they don't even look like they're doing bicep curls, which is possibly the easiest exercise in the world. And it doesn't even look like it's touching the sides. If you're doing properly. <laughs> well, but that's what I'm saying. Whereas I am like, I go there and I'm like, right, it's going to be split squat, mm. back squat, deadlift, pull up. You know, like I don't do it by halves. I don't beast myself, but I don't go there to not feel it. Do you know what I mean? I, I need to come away feeling like I've done something. So, even but even now better I'm getting better at reading my body and going I don't have I said to you sometimes I don't have the mental capacity to train mm. I want to go and have a walk and I want to go and listen to Wham's greatest hits and I do that now more and I I like also 
I've said to you, one of my dreams is to actually kind of write maybe like a one day a chick flick or something. And I do walk and, and go over it in my head, like what it's going to look like, what the song's going to yeah. be. Like, that's my dream. That's my creative daydream that I have at the moment that one day I will write a either a chick flick or a chick novel of some sort that will be something about all the things I love, which is, you know, falling in love and that, that malarkey. But anyway, just going back, what I've got very good at recently is having an escape where it's kind of, I love this version of, of mindfulness or this definition that I mentioned on a previous podcast, which is mindfulness can be you in the moment, not thinking about other people, competing with other people, competing with yourself, or kind of for me, worrying about anybody else either. And the couple of ways that I've found to do that is reading again for fiction. And mm. I've said to you, like, it's been the best thing I ever did. Picked it up two years ago when my dad was going through his kind of cancer um, diagnosis. And I, I just thought, I need an escape. I need to not think about this. And so started reading for fiction and I've, I kept at it. Like, I, I struggled at first. I couldn't focus on the page, you know, and, and often people say this to me, like, or the clients say, I can't read anymore. I've lost that ability to concentrate and focus. But getting in, into a story because I love stories and then I was always read a story as a kid, like, you know, Roald Dahl, whatever it might be, has just been, for me, a, a game changer when it comes to going to bed. And I've actually started to take my book on the train and read on the train rather than do my emails, you know, like... Yeah. And if I can't read, I go on YouTube and I'll watch comedy or something. So yeah. I'll do something else equally, like, not... I'm following a story, but it's a, common, a, a comedian talking about something that's going to make me laugh, you know. So it, it to me, like, th- those are the things that I've really kind of stuck to doing every single day if I can at some point if it's 10 minutes or if it's 20 minutes but I do them consistently so that I'm not always thinking about work and stuff yeah no you are you are good at that I need to be a bit better at getting back into my and even, pre-bed boot and it can be tv you know like if, if it's a box set if it's a we talked about this on previous podcasts I think we've run it we said you know if it's a film if it's a story but I have to be engaged in a story. That's yeah. really important for me because if I'm in a story, then I'm not thinking about something else. I'm following the story. So yeah, that's been, and it's something that I would have felt guilty doing a few years ago. I almost, I used to tell you off, didn't I? I used to be like, I used to catch you. Like, <laughs> and I'd be like, what? catch you watching TV or catch you on, like watching someone on YouTube in the toilet. Like, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> You've been in there an hour. What are you doing? What are you tasking? You'd be like, I'm hiding from you. Yeah, I'm going to start locking the Slave door. Slave driver. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And uh, that is a, changing the dialogue that you have with yourself as well so when it comes to like work and thinking of others first and like letting people down and all that side of things and I think the older I get the more I also like kind of want to anchor back this is something else I'm trying to do is prioritize friendships that I've had for time like university Mm. friends school friends and really not trying to start entering into relationships and I don't mean this as in relationships, as in like with, with other, as in, you know, partners, as in like uh, friendships, mm-hmm. where it's more about that person needs me and I end up being the helper, the deliverer. Because I cannot also create these problems myself by yeah. a lot of my friendships, I decide I'm the helper in that in that yeah. friendship, you know. And then suddenly I'm like, I find it exhausting being with that person, but it's because I made myself the helper of, yeah, that, yeah. of that. So yeah. I'm trying to, you know, go back to friendships where that wasn't what I was, you know, we're just equal, we're schoolmates, we're uni mates, whatever it might be, and, and spend more time with people like that and not enter into when I can see someone's kind of tapping me up just because they're like, oh, she's a nutritionist and she's a trainer and she owns food and she's, yeah. gonna, she's a great person. Not that like, it sounds like I'm saying people want to be friends with me for, you know, those reasons, but yeah, trying to establish true friendships again and make time for those more. I like it. And the last thing I have to say, 
is the best thing that I've done recently in the last couple of weeks. Is I'm reading George Michael's... Is it biography or autobiography when you write it? They, someone else writes it. I always get this mixed up. Autobiography, I guess. It's autobiography when someone else writes it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm reading his autobiography and we've talked about where you get inspiration from and you always need inspiration and role models and he is becoming... I've always loved his music, always... I, but I never really knew a lot of his stories and I have to say he's becoming one of the biggest inspirations to me when you read Aww. his like teenage years and his kind of... He had a real lack of confidence but a real... Not like a real passion and knew that he had talent and knew that he wanted to share that talent and and make people you know happy with music and singing and stuff and and there's so much in his story and very similar to us when he gets thrown into the music industry we launch ourselves into a business and it transforms what what is your passion into something that becomes quite scary at times yeah you often have like massive lows everyone thinks it's all about the highs you have big lows you you know businesses generally can be about a lot of financial stress and contracts and things that we've found you know with publishing and stuff and you know how he decides to cut like own those situations constantly and and you know market himself and not listen to what other people are telling him he should do is very inspirational so i know lots of people have business mentors and things like that but the amazing thing about technology is I'm reading the book and then I go on YouTube and he'll talk about his first appearance on Top of the Pops and how he felt about that and then I go on YouTube and watch it mm. it's incredible it's like you bring the story to life with technology it's quite cool because you always like and then I tell every, you the story every, yeah every time you read a bit you go, oh let me did you know this was the inspiration behind this song um so I cut. always end the day on on, uh, on a fiction story yeah no it's good it's good I mean you you inspired me to do that and it's I mean I read so much when we were on holiday as well and it was just such a great way for me to just you know just sitting in the sun reading a book that's not work related you need to be more holiday at home Matthew be more holiday at home that that went out the window didn't it (laughs) giving it the big one be more holiday at home fitties (laughs) set the ice cream I kept that one up yeah yeah, you know (laughs) but so what would you say then is if you were just to give someone a bit of inspirational advice now, what would it be? Just believe in yourself. Like really, honestly, and that's there why. can be miracles. <laughs> just honestly, that sounds cheesy to say believe in yourself. Oh. But if you only it's knew. That's full on Stilton, that is. I know, I know. But I'm you, joking. No, but if you only knew what you, you can't know what you're capable of. If you're stuck in this rut of like self-criticism, fear, lack of confidence, low self-esteem. Preach, sister. Topped (laughs) topped off with multiple caffeine, you know, doses of caffeine and alcohol and Mm. sugar across the day to escape. And like, you just can't. And you'll, you'll never truly know how amazing you are. And you are amazing. And I never thought I'd be able to do all the stuff we've done. Never. If you'd have told me when when I was even at my most confident points in my teens and 20s, I still never thought I'd do everything that we've done. And that makes me believe now that one day I will write a chick flick. <laughs> no, but a I think... A blockbusting chick flick. <laughs> so, but it makes it. me believe anything is possible now. And I Make us rich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to work anymore. <laughs> I want to be a stay-at-home I dad. Need you, to be fair, you, would be, yeah, you, you are an amazing stay-at-home dad. You're always like nagging me about. <laughs> and I could start a YouTube dishwasher. Channel. Yeah. Hamish and I. Yeah. Matt and Hamish. Yeah. The Adventures of Matt and Hamish. Yeah. <laughs> the dog whisperer. Um, oh, I like but, that. No, but I, I really like that because I know it. You know, I know you're saying it sounds cheesy, but 
I think people are so quick to give themselves shit. People are so quick to put themselves down and be self-critical. Yeah. And and they don't spend anywhere near enough time, if any time at all, actually building themselves up and actually saying, you know, I am I am good at what I do. You know, I am able to have a positive impact on other people's lives. And and I think the sooner that people start to realise that it's not just people that are in the public eye that have the ability to be inspirational. You know, you have the ability to be an inspiration to someone else every single day, you know, in in the things that you say, in the things that you do, your actions. And and I think like people don't realise that. People don't think of of the words you're saying the actions that you're doing or not doing and how that's affecting other people. I've got some like some hugely inspirational friends of mine that aren't famous in any way, you know, on sh- on social media or anything of, of of the of the kind, but when I see how hard working they are, how passionate they are about what they do, how they've built businesses and how they treat their employees and all these kind of things, I come like, "Oh man, that's such an inspiration to see that. Yeah, yeah. We, we, you, we both said that we find inspiration often in people that are so unheard of and not known about. Yeah. And I, I think it's really important to be reminded of, of, of those kind of key values. But yeah, I just think, I, I just think don't wait. Don't keep putting stuff off. Don't, don't keep procrastinating and so, thinking, you know, because, because also another kind of, this shouldn't be this way, but another, I suppose, source of kind of motivation and, and real kick up the bum for me often is a, a lot of people that approach me for help have had a serious kick up the bum. Mm. Like, and you just don't want that. And so that's often my kind of reminder of like, come on now, rein it in. You're getting too stressed. Stress never did anything, you know, but 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 caused health issues in people. Yeah. But they have very kind of, you know, as in very serious diagnosis that you just don't want to have. And that's just around the corner. But also they've had tragedy in their lives and trauma and loss and things. And it, it just reminds me that life is short. It can change tomorrow. If you really want to reset yourself, go and listen to... Oh, what is the song? Um, sunscreen. Baz Luhrmann's Sunscreen. And just listen oh, to yeah. that. And there's a line in that where they say, like, what's really stressful is the sort of thing that just blindsides you on a Tuesday. You know, you never saw it coming. But most of what we worry about is is very, either hasn't even happened or is not something that we should, you know, be worrying about. It's like the, we're sweating the small stuff. So I think I often, I can't listen to that song without... Balling. Balling. <laughs> like, but sometimes we need to hear it again and again because we've lost our way and we're like... Mm. Uh, uh, you know kind of yeah like we said just but it's easy to feel it's easy to lose perspective sometimes I think and again we'll wrap it up here but I think I haven't told you what I have for tea yeah (laughs) water protein (laughs) (laughs) a walk (laughs) we've got it we've got it well well, Um, one thing one thing I would say as well is in terms of health sorry to interrupt you when I've just said, like, believe in yourself and stop being so critical and, and, you know, those kind of things, a big part of my foundation for change was getting my health in gear. Mm. And that is eating better, as I've just said. And I'm kind of, we call ourselves paleo-ish. And I definitely found, you know, I've tried keto, I've tried vegan, tried vegetarian. This is way back in my teens, like you. I kind yeah. of did all my, like, I, I will call it orthorexia because it was orthorexia. I was kind of obsessed with healthy, trying to find the right diet. And I've found a mixed diet, paleo-ish, I have some whole grains and I have a little bit of what I fancy. It's just 
perfect for me mm-hmm. in, that, in that sense. And I, I can't do it. I get health issues trying to do it any other way, like dropping the carbs, dropping the animal protein. It doesn't work for me from a mood perspective, immune perspective, nothing. So I'm happy with that. But I also had to build a strong platform in terms of exercise where strength training has been hugely beneficial for me. Learning yoga properly has been hugely beneficial and cardio, minimizing it to, I love my cardio, but I have to do less. Like it's just not great for my hormones. So I do walking at the moment is all I'm doing, but mm-hmm. you know, like very kind of small amounts. So I think that journey for me has also been to, to, to kind of, in terms of confidence and motivation and, and being able to actually change a lot of stuff I have to, we've said sleep, drink water, have my protein, but also have that good kind of foundation in my diet. 80% of the time I'm eating very nutritiously and doing a bit of strength training and walking a lot. And that is your platform for then greater change, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It's been a big journey for me to, to get there. Well, it's like you say, you, you've, got to build, you've got to build that platform, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that, well, a lot of what we put out there, you idiot. A lot of what we put out there is to try and shortcut it for everyone else. Wouldn't you agree as well? Like to try and say, like, don't get distracted. Don't don't do all the stuff that we did. Like mm. here is the, the you know, and it's evidence based. You've done qualifications. I've done qualifications. This is the science is out there in terms of longevity, optimal health. You know, so <laughs> look at you. You tickled yourself. I have. I have. It's not the first time either. No, no, but I, I know it's, it sounds like I was trying to be funny then, but I wasn't because it, it is true. Like if you haven't got your foundations in place, if you haven't got that, you know, like you say, that platform and you pile all this pressure on yourself, you know, to look a certain way, to act a certain way, to spend a certain amount of time with certain people because you feel an obligation to do so and or, you know, giving yourself these massive to-do lists every day, which we're very guilty of, and then we get wound up when we don't tick them all off, blah, blah, blah. You know, eventually the, the foundations, if they're not healthy, if they're not strong and you haven't got those basics in place, it will crumble under that pressure. Not necessarily now, but slowly the cracks will start to form and then eventually it will crumble. And then it'll be like shit. Yeah. You know, now yeah. now all of a sudden it's gonna be even harder to yeah. change these things now because it's gone to another level. And I watch a lot of people out there on social media actually kind of as in, you know, like peers, I suppose I would call them, or colleagues or whatever who've done the same training as me. And many of them are out there kind of promoting keto or kind of bodybuilding and, and that stuff is absolutely fine. But when you are selling, you know, products and lifestyle based on those things and then the next week they're vegan and then mm, they're changing their plant based. You know what I mean? And I'm a bit like, how long is this going to go on for? Like, and, and yeah. you are misleading people because what we all need is like a, a sensible middle ground or a, a degree of personalization based on your kind of ethnic preference as well when it comes to the animal versus plant based side of things. But you're distracting people from, from some sound, you know, <laughs> a, a platform, <laughs> building a foundation, whatever it is, like some sound you know, principles to put in place. And, and I do find it quite frustrating, but that is the stuff that everyone is drawn to. It's the shiny new thing. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame, but I hope people aren't, you know, are getting the message. We all, we often joke, don't we? And say everyone will go around the houses, do all the different stuff and then eventually come back to us and go, will you fix me? Like yeah. I'm, just, I'm broken I did now. this, I did yeah. that, I did it. But yeah. you know. And uh, I'm confused and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing now, you know, and I said, they'll, they'll kind of do a full circle and come back and we'll be like, right. Let's get that basics brilliantly. Do you know what I mean? We, you know, like Tesla is called the, uh, I always joked it, it's called the boring company. 
Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. And it's like, we're, we're like that of the fitness world. We're, yeah. like, we're the boring company. <laughs> we're the ones that tend to sleep more, walk more, walk more drink more water, increase your protein. <laughs> <laughs> read a book. <laughs> Have a read. Yeah. Um, we watched a chick flick recently. I think that's but, what you but, need. But the reality is, it's like, we like to train. I do some crazy stuff in the gym sometimes. You know, like I, I push the boundaries, I test myself, blah, blah, blah. But... I'm much more focused like you're like you are now and you know and I've got you to thank for a lot of this in that I'm I'm much more balanced in my approach you know I've learned my lesson the hard way so I do more restorative stuff there there are things that are non-negotiables for me now to to allow me to train that way yeah whereas before it was the other way around yeah it was like I always trained that way and the restorative stuff was just on the back burner that occasionally showed its face Do do you know what I mean but Thank you very much, Karis. Um, it was great talking to you. <laughs> no, but it really is like, because I'm I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of your journey. And, you know, obviously we've been together for 11 years now or something like that. And a lot has changed. Gosh, that's a long time, isn't it? I know. It's like, when are you going to put a ring on it, Matt? That's, what <laughs> that's a long story. Yeah. We'll save that for another podcast. Yeah, well, yeah maybe that could be episode 100 and- <laughs> 116 maybe <laughs> yeah. we'll see something to look forward to we should leave with that cliffhanger you know like East End just you know no, but I am proud of you and I am proud of your journey and I know that you know change isn't easy for anybody and, and I've seen you make some massive changes over the years that, that haven't been easy so I'm proud of you oh thanks I am thanks, proud babe. of you and you know you are an inspiration to me and many others oh so thanks. You should believe in yourself, build a platform, (laughs) and change the world. (laughs) But guys, um, I hope you've enjoyed that. Uh, Forgive me if I'm a terrible interviewer. Um, I think you did well. (laughs) Dear, liar. Um, But as always, guys, any questions, please, please get in touch. And just a real quick reminder, join the A Fitter Crimbo Facebook group. Um, check out Instagram and, fa- uh, and our Facebook page, Fit of Food, uh, where we've posted about it and there's links to join the group, etc. It'd be amazing to have you involved because it is easily the biggest Fit of Crimbo group that we've had so far. We've got about 600 people in the group at the minute, yeah. which is absolutely huge. But we want more. We want to help more people because it's free and it's an amazing co- community. And Get it's involved. Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> um, but on a serious note, the Fit of 12 Days of Christmas, is it's got legendary status now. So <laughs> you want to be a part of it. You don't want to miss out on that. But guys, we shall see your lovely selves over in episode 114. Yep. See ya. Bye.